following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Quick toss, Cooper, there he is, didn't drop that one, and slipped past the defender, and escaped Ridgeway, and got all the way to the end zone for a touchdown! Wentz, deep ball, Dotson in double coverage! Grant Delpit had his hands on it, and it's picked off for a second time today by Delpit! We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, then you guys are eliminated. Well, we'll see. Jesus Christ, you disappoint me as much as my kids, for Christ's sake. God, what a nightmare. Okay, let reality check here. Left hand up if you didn't want to admit to yourselves that you totally saw something like this coming. My left hand is up. Because as much as, and let me, as much as we all wanted to say, oh, it's going to be different this time. They're going to get it done this time. Carson's going to provide that spark that's going to light an inferno, blah, 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 blah. You knew in the back of your head, didn't you? You may not have wanted to admit it to yourself, because I know I sure as hell didn't. But you knew in the back of your head that they were going to lay an egg in this game, didn't you? I know I did. I just, like I said, I was in denial about it. I thought, well, maybe this time will be different. Nope. And, man, I don't know about Ron there at the press conference yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I think this is an organization that is checked out, man. I, I Seriously, I, I think they're checked out until until the new ownership group comes in. I really do. Welcome to the show, everybody. On that happy note, uh, I'm Bob Matthews. Delighted that you are with us. It's not even an existential crisis Monday edition of the show because there is no existential crisis the, the uh, this franchise is dysfunctional, and despite the best efforts of some really good players on the field, it can't get out of its own way, and it's not going to until hopefully, knock on wood, the sale of this franchise goes th- goes through. By the way, wouldn't that be like the biggest a hole move of all time? If Dan Snyder just yanked the rug out from under everybody, doubled down, said, you know what? Sales off. I am personally retaining control of all decisions this team's made, and I'm cleaning house right now. I, 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 think, there, I, I think parts of the district would go up in flames if that happened. Oh, my God. Uh, I guess we better get into it and um, talk about what happened. It was a 24-10 loss to the Browns that, yes, despite what Ron thought, did eliminate the Commanders from the playoffs for the 2022 season. Odds are they are going to go out and get beaten soundly on 
Sunday uh, by the Dallas Cowboys, who are probably are playing for possibly playing for a number one seed at that point in the NFC's title. And that's going to mean that this team has won seven games yet again. It'll be the fifth time in six years they have finished with seven wins. They will wind up at seven, nine, and one after being seven, five, and one after week 13 and seven and five after week 12. Yep, we saw it coming. We just didn't want to admit it to ourselves that they are getting okey-doked once again. All right, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at the stats and kind of see, uh, although it's it's painfully obvious where the blame pretty much begins and ends on this one, and that's with Ron Rivera uh, putting Carson Wentz into the starting lineup at quarterback. Wentz was 16 at 28, 143 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, obviously, I mean, what can you say? That's not going to get it done. It was it was just a horrible all around game. The running game, I, I know Brian Robinson had had 87 yards on the ground as a team. They had 136 on the ground, but the offensive line was just horrible in the run game. I, I mean, they were absolutely horrible. And, and I, you know, I know that look, it's professional football. You have to call it what it is. Doesn't mean that they're not good human beings. I saw, you know, all of the all of the uh, uh, stuff going on on Twitter with Charles Leno's wife, which is completely unconscionable and, and uncalled for. And, and those people, I you know, really ought to be banned from Twitter. Even though we know Elon Musk isn't going to do that, but across the board, there was a reason that that the Commanders didn't didn't dominate the time of possession like they had when they were playing well and why they really um, couldn't control the game on the ground, and that's because they didn't run block well. Cornelius Lucas, Sam Cosby, Andrew Norwell, uh, in fact, the entire offensive line just didn't block well against the run either. And then, as always, it was inconsistent um, when they passed blocks, some, you know, parts of the line blocked well, parts didn't, but it was never cohesive enough to give Wentz enough time to, you know, to, to establish, you know, a, a passing game either. I feel like, I, I like I, I'm out of things to say, you know, it seems like it's a broken record. Say, you know, week after week here, the last month, it's been the same thing. They're just, they're just not playing well enough and a lot of that begins and ends at quarterback and and I'll I'll be honest with you I was you know I thought that Wentz was going to provide that spark you know, you looked at you looked at the tape from early in the year and when you combine what what you saw when he was playing well you know on the plays that he did make with some of the assets that they, you know, got back, you were like, hey, this this really could work. Um, yeah, on the defensive side of the ball, Chase Young, even though he graded out um, fairly well by PFF, was pretty much of a non-factor, I hate to say it. Uh, he, You know, you look at the stats, he, he made one tackle. Okay. I mean, I, I again, you know, he... He had the second highest overall grade on the team, and but what that's that's not what you want from a guy 
that was, you know, taken as a top five pick and is supposed to be a generational talent. You know, he's not supposed to be uh, just bolstering the run defense or whatever. That guy's supposed to be in there to disrupt and make plays. And he didn't do that. Um, it's, that just is what it is. So, you know, they're going to go into this offseason, and there's a lot of things that, you know, that have to be done. Um, one thing that's not going to be done, and, and you might as well not even hold your breath for it, is because of the impending sale, Ron Rivera isn't going anywhere. And to be honest with you, it's not going to surprise me if the entire coaching staff comes back next year. Rivera is a loyal guy to a fault and is pretty conservative on that on that stuff. I don't think he's going to fire Scott Turner. I don't think he's going to fire Jack Del Rio in the offseason. And obviously, we all saw that the problems with play calling are acute right now. I mean, that fourth and one early in the game on Cleveland's side of the side of the field when you don't run Brian Robinson, who is a battering ram, I don't care if he was nicked up or hurt or whatever, you get Wentz under center, you give the ball to Robinson, and then everybody gets in there and pushes. That's what every other team in the league does to get a fourth down and one. Except the Washington Commanders. I guess the only bright spot that I took away from the game is maybe, just maybe, they found themselves uh, a reliable third defensive back in Danny Johnson, who turned in his best game of the year, both in, in coverage and, you know, against the run and tackling. Um, he had a PFF grade of 90 yesterday. And, I mean, if you noticed it, they, they – who did they pick on? They picked on Kendall Fuller. You know, they stayed away from Danny Johnson's side of the field um, and, and you know, went, after, went after Fuller. As we saw, as Amari Cooper toasted him on on that one long touchdown. But I mean, Johnson played well in the sense that you were not sitting there um, saying, "Oh God, he has," you know, he's he's done it again. You know, they've they've had another long gain again against him. Um, but clearly, you know, missing uh, missing St. Juiced and missing uh, Cam Curl on the defense uh, definitely hurt. Uh, but, hey, you know, everybody's nicked up this time of year. you got to figure out a way to win that game. You just do. By the way, if Cleveland wins their season finale and Washington loses, can you do you realize that the Browns would actually finish with a better record than Washington? And the Browns might actually finish 8-9. and nine. It's absolutely unbelievable, this collapse. And uh, the attendance uh, at just over 50,000, wow, Uh Smallest of the year, you know, I it's what a stock, I, I think it's what a financial guy would call a lower low. Uh, this is definitely a new low for this franchise that has has uh, broken records when it comes to lowering expectations. I guess the only other piece of good news is I, I don't think, I, I really don't see how, I don't see how the NFL could somehow allow Dan Snyder to change his mind and not sell this team if, you know, we're all worried about that. And I know a lot of us are. We're like, oh, man, he, he's going to, at the end, you know, at the very last minute, he's going he's gonna to pull back on this thing. I don't think he can now. I, I don't think the league will let him because I, I think at this point, this franchise is completely wrecked. 
it's completely wrecked. There is, there's, it's, it's been burnt to the ground. I, I think that's what you saw um, on Sunday. And I think it's going to get worse, believe it or not, um, this coming Sunday, uh, week 18, against the Cowboys. All right, time to take you inside the locker room. We're going to hear from Carson Wentz and then a very interesting comment from Ron Rivera earlier today on Monday during his chat with reporters. Wentz, as we said, yep, pretty much horrible. Uh, Final line again, 16 out of 28 for 143 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, and as you might expect, Carson said, not really the way this thing was designed to go. Not a good one. Not a good one. That's not uh, what I had in mind and what we had in mind as a team. Um, individually, not the performance that you know, I, I envisioned. Um, a lot of stuff I want back. And um, yeah, that was a tough one. Really? Yeah, it was a tough one. Although I will have to give Wentz credit. He did show a lot of class uh, when, they, when he was asked about the Heineke chance, which we all heard pretty much after the second offensive play of the game. I get it. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot in, in my, my seven years and I experienced a lot. And, um, you know, that I get it. I get it. I didn't didn't have my best day today. And, uh, you know, I wish it would have went differently. I, I feel I feel like I, you know, let, let some of my teammates down there early in the game, you know, put us in a hole a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's part of football. Yeah, it's, it's just such a shame because the guy's got a cannon for an arm. He's got all the talent in the world, the most talent. We've had in a in a quarterback in in that we've seen at a quarterback in Washington probably since RG three. Combine that with the fact that the dude is six five, he's two hundred and thirty pounds. He's got all the physical tools, but it's it's all in his head and it's it's broken right now for him. The system's broken. It's probably the it is it's the last time that we're going to hear uh, Carson Wentz at a podium at a commander's podium. He'll be out of here after this year. And the reason we know that is from what uh, Ron Rivera said on Monday uh, during his weekly chat with with the beat reporters day after the game. Um, I think it was Matthew Paris that was asking him. No, uh, it was Pete Haley that was asking him about um, basically just kind of an overview of what surprised him this year and what's been good, what's been bad, that kind of stuff. And that's when Ron um, went there vis-a-vis the quarterback situation. Well, I think the biggest thing that, you know, that, that, that's been the toughest thing right now is, is really being able to, to solidify the QB1 spot. I mean, that's, that's something that we're continuing working. Uh, working. Uh, I believe uh, Ben said that uh, this offseason he'll be helping us to, to look for the uh, QB1. Um, and uh, that's the thing that we got to do. I mean, that, that's, that's, I was asked that question, you know, about eight, nine weeks ago, what's the difference? Well, that, that's the one position that we've got to solidify going forward more so than anything else. And that's after saying that Carson was his guy about nine months ago. So the 2022 season will end on Sunday, not with a bang, but with a whimper. Take a break. When we come back, there is actually a model sports franchise in the DMV. And fortunately, it's the other one we cover here on this show. Catch up with the Caps right after this. It's Bob Matthews podcast on the hockey and the pigskin podcast networks.
Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team's going to win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In New York, visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Fiscally present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, select parishes. Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customer offer void in New Hampshire, Oregon, or Ontario, Canada. New customers only, one per customer. Valid, minimum $5 deposit, minimum $5 wager. Bet must win. $200 issued as $825 free bets. Free bets are non-cashable and cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered one time and stake is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bets expire seven days after being awarded. Promotional offer ends 115.23. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Do you realize that as bad as things are for the commanders and the fact that in Dan Snyder's um, stewardship of this team, they've made the playoffs, what, five times in 25 years? Do you realize the Washington Capitals have, since they first made the playoffs in the early 80s, have made the postseason like 33 to 35 out of the last 40 years? I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And the Caps, you know, dealt with a bunch of injuries to start the year. And it took them a couple of months to get going. And I know a lot of us, me included, were thinking, "Uh uh-oh, could this be the year everything falls apart? And then December hit. And, man, you talk about a December to remember pretty much the opposite uh, of the Commanders. Caps were the hottest team in the league, I think, in the month of December. Ovi was uh, was one of the stars of the month, uh, named that uh, by the NA, by the league earlier uh, this week. And right now, if you look at the standings, even though they got a couple of games in hand, uh, or you know they played a couple of more games than some of the other teams of the division, Capture in third place right now, and they're bearing down on the Carolina Hurricanes for the lead. Uh, and they are about to get a lot healthier too. Tom Wilson, Nicholas Backstrom, T.J. Oshie, all. Uh, are pretty are ramping up the con, the non-contact jerseys are off and they are just skating to get in shape and we talked with uh, peter laviolette after practice today 
and he gave us an update on everybody. Said that it looks like Backstrom could be back the first, you know, first. Uh, Wilson and uh, TJ Oshie, it's going to be a little bit longer, but he said everybody is on track. There haven't been any setbacks or anything. They just got to get their legs back under them. And, it, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. There are some guys that are going to have to come off the ice that have been playing some good minutes and making some contributions, too. And Laviolette talked about that today, that right now there's, you know, quasi not a rush because everything is just going so well. Yeah, I mean, everything, right? The yeah. whole five-on-five, five, the power play, like yeah. it's working right now, which is which is good. Um, and so we're going to, you know, when guys come back, we're going to have to get back in that groove with other players as well. But, you know, I think that there's the reason why you don't see as much change when we're healthy is because TJ's really good at what he does. And Nick Backstrom's really good at what he does. And so there's there's things that I think aren't going to change once they come back in the lineup and they just have a proven history of being successful. We've needed contributions. No matter who's been in what position, we've needed guys to step up and play well five-on-five and on the power play. And so um, if we don't have that, then we wouldn't be in the position after the month of December that we're in. Um, but that doesn't take away from what Nick Backstrom does and what he's capable of doing on the power play. That's the truth. I mean, getting back, getting Backstrom and uh, getting Oshie back on the power play, you know, is, is absolutely huge for this team. But again, you know, you look at the standings in the Metro right now, uh, the Caps have 47 points. That's good for third. They're a point ahead of the Rangers. They're three points ahead of Pittsburgh now, the Capitals have played 39 games, uh, the Rangers 38, and both the Devils and the Hurricanes 37. So it's a little skewed right now. But, I mean, you know, Carolina's on a heater. They've won 11 games in a row. Uh, but the Caps have, have won eight out of their last ten. Now they've gotten points in nine out of their last ten. It, it Jersey is having a rough stretch right now. Things are starting to get really interesting. And like I said, even though statistically they're about middle of the pack goaltending wise, when you look at the goals against, you, the eye test tells you that the goaltending situation is so much more stable and is keeping them in games, you know, so much more than it than it has been, you know, for uh, you know, in, as opposed to like last year. And you look at it; they're still scoring at a pretty good clip and you know because of that um i if things stay the way they are you know you could be looking at a team that's um that that believe it or not could make a pretty deep run in the playoffs i mean right now there's only three teams that have scored more goals in the eastern conference than the caps i mean they're outscoring the lightning the leafs the Devils, who were running away and hiding a while back, you know, they've, you know, it, only the Bruins and Sabres have um, have scored more goals this year. Uh, so big test for the goaltending um, coming up on Tuesday night as the Sabres uh, come to town. We'll see if uh, Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren can stone them, and I think they will. All right, we got to get out of here. Nick the Clock on the Wall say it is time for us to book. Don't forget, you can download us at Spotify, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. 
Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the week. Uh, we'll talk to you sometime later in the week. Preview the Cowboys game and then see check in with the Caps. God, God love them. Uh, and by the way, starting next week, uh, it's all Caps all the time. Thank God for a while. See you, folks. Remember, like the wise men once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.